So this is the uh, first morning of the uh, uh, two weeks together. I'd just like to uh, speak to you a little bit about the morning uh, uh, program, touch upon some points from uh, uh, yesterday uh, evening uh, uh, with uh, with you and. Uh, with that to initially uh, to just give a brief summary from uh, yesterday evening the primary reason for that is that uh, several people coming from uh, Europe uh, arrived uh, rather late uh, yesterday uh, evening so I'd like to give uh, a general uh, overview from uh, the uh, talk and introduction what took place uh, yesterday evening to help bring those people uh, uh, up to date when I arrived a couple of days ago at the uh, in Israel and at the uh, immigration <coughs> desk the good person behind the desk said what is the purpose of your visit as immigration officers like to do and I said I've uh, come for the blue skies um, and it's rather a, a pleasure to see also uh, a few years here um, lots of green grass around so it's, it's really lovely to know that it does rain in Israel because uh, when we were here in September uh, last year when we arrived it was I remember 27 degrees and the uh, futureologists in the uh, weather department predicted that it would gradually increase over the days up to 43 degrees and then it would start to go down and it did increase up to 43 degrees and uh, started to go down and by the end of that we were as yellow as the grass <laughs> so from <laughs> yesterday uh, 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 evening um, <coughs> Initially, I uh, mentioned that this, of course, these uh, days, the, the weekend period for the Christian community, Easter Monday, it's a, a period of uh, major religious celebration in the Christian world, in the uh, Jewish world as well, and that uh, two events under the name of the Passover and that uh, shift and movement from suffering to uh, uh, liberation and with the uh, Christian uh, community uh, commemorating and marking uh, the crucifixion of uh, uh, Jesus and that uh, resurrection meaning the, that uh, love transcends uh, suffering and great uh, teaching there as, as well and then from that in which some of you, uh, some of us here, are quite comfortable with uh, religious <coughs> language. It's uh, part of the uh, language which we use. Others, it's not relevant and not uh, important. And there are more important things than uh, uh, that. And in the time that we uh, have uh, here, the exploration of the uh, teachings will address both the inner and the outer uh, throughout the days uh, in a, a variety of ways. 
remembering too that in the uh, expiration that takes uh, place it's not a situation of life of I must change myself first then afterwards I change the world because you and I are participants in the world we live in the world probably most days of the week we have contact with uh, others and therefore we can bring in the qualities of the heart and mind the insights and the understanding we can share precious and valuable communications with others and that might be through the voice it might be through actions it might be through what we write and communicate and it is to recognize and appreciate this potential we have as human beings to bring what is deep and important out of us and also and equally important here is to know those areas of our life of our inner life which really need some attention and the clear confirmation of that in the field of human experience is if we are having a hard time in our life about anything whatsoever heart, mind, body, thought language, discourse, communication actions or whatever and this is causing us some stress and suffering this is the indication and it is not the only one but it is the major indication there is something I do not understand there is an absence of wisdom we may say to ourselves at times I know what is going on but it is a conceptual knowing it, of, it is a formation of language knowing it is an interpretation one doesn't know what is going on if we knew what was going on we wouldn't be suffering we wouldn't be unhappy we wouldn't be angry we wouldn't be disappointed nor stressed out so in these teachings the exploration of the teachings is to bring about an understanding which means that the problem or the issue or the crisis so to speak stands under us we are not troubled we are not oppressed by it we are not in any kind of denial of what is taking place and this body of teachings is a body of teachings which shall we say the queen bee of all of this is wisdom it's the wisdom factor which uh, counts uh, with us the mindfulness is not the center of the stage it is one of many helpful and useful contributions towards having access or towards realization of wisdom in that, in the application of uh, mindfulness, there are a number of important uh, areas uh, of it. Three, not the only ones, three of the important areas of it is the relationship which we have to past, present and future. And this relationship means that there are times when it's important, in fact vitally important, to move the attention, the mindfulness, purposefully and deliberately away from 
the present moment, which is what I see, hear, smell, taste and touch. This is the present uh, moment. And deliberately move to the past with the intention to place the mindfulness upon the past, see it clearly, to see what is it that I need to understand and learn from and get some insight into. The more we are more steady and balanced with the calmness of being, with the meditation, with being grounded, this provides us with the resource to apply the mindfulness to what was. Look at that. That may be preferably very recently there. It can be five years, ten years, twenty, thirty, forty years uh, ago, if you were forty years of age. <laughs> Some of us have, those were days when we were young. That the looking into the past and the reference uh, to the past, it then can provide some genuine insights and understanding which will give nourishment and support for the present. We have our human beings who have a remarkable capacity to learn from the past so that we don't live in the habit. We don't live in the conditioning. We explore, we learn, we apply and then we are freeing ourselves up, we are liberating ourselves from the problematic issues of the past. past is important in these teachings. <coughs> also, of course, human beings have a relationship of the present for itself and our mindfulnesses, our meditations, our communications, our uh, sharing provide us with a precious opportunity to really look at the present, see what we can learn uh, from it, also be receptive and develop and expand eyes, ears, nose, tongue and touch. This extraordinary situation where the senses are quite distinct from each other the function of the eyes, the function of the ears, they're quite uh, distinct one from the other and the greater the receptivity we have to the senses the greater the heart is open and, re and receptive to it the greater the decrease in consumerism consumerism is not the awakening of the senses, it's actually the death of them and the more receptive we are, sky above, earth below, people, animals, the environment, the enjoyment of life, which isn't requiring possession, nor is it requiring ownership of, yeah. that application of the senses, the expansion uh, of the senses, contributes significantly to living in harmony with this world. So that the material world, the things that you and I have, play a much smaller part in the daily life because there is something much more significant and deep and precious than ownership. People who put a priority in ownership, frankly, it's a waste of life and destructive as we know. 
we also, as human beings as well, we have a relationship to the future. And it is not a teaching which is in denial. It's not a teaching which says there is no past and there is no future. We take things in accordance with the field of human experience. And what that means is the relationship to the future from a mindful point of view is equally as important, no more, no less, than to the present and to the past. And in the relationship of bringing mindfulness to the future, to know ourselves and to know the movement of the uh, uh, inner life here, the intentionality, the interest, uh, whatever, is the first um, aspect of this is, is when I'm thinking about the future, give some thought to the future, really related to what is happening today? Is it really connected? If it isn't, it will be much more a projection, a fantasy, a lovely idea <coughs> or a miserable idea, depending on the tendency, in which is disconnected from life. It's just an idea. But there isn't the energy or the wisdom or the insight or the passion or the love which makes that idea with regard to the future uh, have a connection with the present and if it's connected with the present then out of the present like today or this week or whatever out of the present period something can emerge which moves towards that so it's not an idea it's not just a, a very lovely oh I might do this or this terrible thing might happen and all oh the agitation that it can bring. I mentioned um, yesterday evening in the um, uh, uh, talk there one of the important aspects with regard to this is the uh, human element of trust. It is one of the like love and empathy it is one of the powerful resources of the, of the human being. Yeah. And <coughs> trust uh, is not only in our engagement with life, meaning uh, uh, what we do, but it also is the embrace, in fact, of the known and the unknown. Uh, what I mean by that is we look at our experience we may recognize that out of it we wish to engage in an, act, an action, an activity. We make a commitment uh, to. And may it be such that the movement to do something, whatever it might be, is happening there with uh, a trust and the primary trust here, it's authentic, it's caring, it's genuine, it's meaningful, meaningful, um, it's genuinely well-intentioned, to be very clear, it's very well-intentioned. And the trust that there is a validity 
to this action. And that trust will allow and provide uh, a certain kind of space in the initiative there which to see, so to speak, where it lands. And what I mean by that, that sometimes, quite quickly, the initiative we make, the trust which we offer, we can see sometimes, quite quickly, the benefit. That person, or that creativity, or that um, work, or livelihood, or that piece of land we are working on, or whatever we might be do, uh, uh, do, we might see the benefit of it quite quickly. But there are situations in life as well, where it takes some trust, and particularly if we have a long-term vision of life, of sustainability, of concern and respect for present and future generations, and much, much more, it's going to take a trust from us, even though we may, may never, some of us with our white hair, will never see the actual benefit uh, of it, but there's a trust it's valid. There's a trust in the authenticity of it. And that there. And this di is to distinguish this movement from hope. And hope, well, it's not my cup of tea at all. And sometimes with hope, there can be some tendency of wishing to feel positive, uh, uh, there, which is a kind of nice. Uh, pleasant uh, uh, feeling which some like to uh, uh, have and out of the pleasant feeling there may come a number of thoughts say oh I, I really hope and then there's a very positive tone in the voice and in the idea with regard to the future but it carries its uh, vulnerability that the bigger the hope, the greater the vulnerability to the disappointment. It won't be far away like two sides of a coin. They are that close uh, 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 together. So rather than live in a world of hope and disappointment, which in disappointment, it tends to take the passion out of us, the, the vitality uh, it can lead us to feel quite despairing and, and, and unhappy and it might be that we didn't realise that the hope was being carried quite a lot with us and then when it didn't work out that relationship or that job or that positive expectation of continuity for a long time or that recovery of the health or whatever whoa, it didn't work out, there is a crash because it, it has been built up and then there's a lot of disappointment. If you're going to, <coughs> so to speak, put your faith anywhere, put it in trust uh, uh, there and have that allowances with trust. I wish it to work out, but it may not. It's a little bit more in the world of the real. 
I would say. <laughs> the um, other point that was touched upon uh, uh, yesterday uh, uh, evening, in the general tone and spirit of the days that we have uh, here, and that um, essentially is, it is an exploration and an inquiry which is exploring the resources and the tools of mindfulness and insight and communication and therefore it isn't a prescriptive approach. We are not providing kind of <coughs> a set form nor set language or set uh, methodology. What we are doing is giving support to people's own creativity, your uh, own imaginative processes there and perhaps out of the resources that you and I engage in here that may emerge and then you'll see in your own life how that mindfulness and insights and communication and empathy and much much more <coughs> you find your way to uh, apply <coughs> with the uh, morning um, uh, period with the, the three of us and uh, uh, good selves there are around I think 54 or 55 people um, <coughs> there are 20 in fact who have uh, come from uh, Europe, uh, Palestine to uh, uh, here so the, from all parts of uh, uh, Europe and we're very glad and thank you for those several of you who arrived yesterday evening I understood it took some uh, six hours uh, to uh, get here and sometimes things in the holiday period are a little bit slow with the traffic and and much much more and trust you have um, a good night's uh, sleep and uh, do remember with uh, the journeys that you make as well as for uh, uh, others the horizontal posture in your rooms or if you're in a tent is a really fine place to be and if you're feeling tired and exhausted, heart, mind and body, you go. Get some rest, get some uh, extra uh, sleep and hopefully we'll see you again on the same day. Then you just, you, 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 there's no pressure, you just find your rhythm. So the energy, uh, and, and that applies to the three of us here, of course we... We're into sharing <laughs> rather than telling. <laughs> With the uh, the uh, mor morning um, period uh, here, there's we want to hear a little bit of all the voices uh, here this morning. Um, <coughs> meaning, <coughs> in a few minutes' uh, time, to hear from you. Um, a good uh, name, and <coughs> town, village, city, country, etc., uh, where you uh, live, a little bit about your intentions for being here. And uh, yesterday evening, uh, when the three of us spoke, uh, Mikhail uh, spoke, and this was to form into small groups, three, four, uh, or five uh, people, with the uh, question which was uh, direct, uh, given uh, for you and that uh, question uh, yesterday evening between the first two week period and today um, any areas of change anything 
that was important for you to uh, share, anything that you engaged in uh, in any way. And each person, roughly, roughly over the half-hour period, had around around about uh, seven minutes to speak and to answer some questions, and it just initiated the, the uh, sharing process uh, there. And uh, Leela yesterday evening uh, 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 spoke to us. She spent this time engaged in spiritual explorations, um, both in India uh, and in Thailand. She told us that uh, Tiruvannamalai is her favourite uh, spot uh, uh, on, on the earth, and we are now in recovery from the shock. <laughs> and, um, uh, it is actually a rather nice, sweet place. It's uh, made known by one of the great saints of the 20th century of India, Sri Ramana Maharshi, and there's networks of different activities and uh, groups uh, there. And it is a lovely spot of uh, South India. Uh, for sure, and uh, it's nearly as good as Totnes. So, yeah. All right, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> so, this is where I live, by the way. <laughs> so, in uh, uh, this period of uh, time, one is to form a kind of circle, or a couple of circles, and to uh, hear your good, uh, yeah, good, uh, good voices uh, uh, there. And if I may, just before. Uh, that if I could just go over the good time to do it, yeah, all right. I have to get the, the thumbs up from the bosses here. Yeah, that to just go uh, over uh, with you first, very, very briefly, a little bit of what we covered in the first two weeks together, either in Germany or um, uh, here at Endor uh, last uh, September, uh, the, then to uh, listen to. Uh, uh, your good voices and we'll just see how the time flows along uh, uh, with this uh, let me get the uh, glasses out uh, yeah. <coughs> so the general um, uh, theme theme is that with the 14 days roughly roughly speaking we take a topic for uh, two days. We form into uh, uh, three groups, so it'd be approximately around 17, one seven people uh, in the group, and there is the rotation with the group. So that rotation means you'll meet with all three uh, teachers uh, over the days, and. Just to give a, a brief recap of uh, the first um, uh, two uh, weeks. So the flow of it was for the first couple of days, the first two weeks, we explored mindfulness and recognizing its importance, equal importance, both inner and outer. And agents of uh, uh, change uh, give consideration to both. Quite often you and I will have noticed that there are times when there are some people in terms of society here for a moment or two who actually not really concerned either with inner or outer change. They kind of get on with their life, 
what's going on with their life seems to be their reality and they work with it, struggle through uh, uh, with life, with the pleasures and pains that go on and that's, that's the life and it's uh, a common perception uh, there. There are others, groups of people in the diversity of society who do spend a lot of time working on themselves and using the therapies and psychologies and mindfulness programs and uh, yoga and tai chi, what else? Oh, meditation, yes, I mustn't forget that. Uh, and much, much more uh, beside. And there's a real commitment to inner change, employing skills both ancient and contemporary to help develop one's uh, life as a, as a human being. Important and precious work. There, is, uh, there are those as well whose priority is very much on the outer and in the kind of networks that some of us move in here there are a whole variety of, I regard, uh, the guardians of the earth who are precious, important, grassroots organisations and networks from non-government organisations to politics without a party, towards um, um, charities, towards engagement, and really giving a lot of time, love, and presence towards the support of uh, people, towards the support of uh, animals, and towards the environment. And yesterday, when I came up with uh, 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 Sandia. Uh, uh, in the car I, I saw her with uh, just on the car there was a small flag uh, black and red I think it uh, was and I uh, asked her what the what the, the flag was it definitely wasn't an Israeli flag <laughs> and <laughs> and she said it's a flag to uh, acknowledge uh, the right of some 35,000 um, asylum seekers and refugees, many of them as you know are in the uh, southern part of Tel Aviv and there is an effort being made by the Netanyahu government to uh, return them uh, back to very difficult and painful and dangerous situ uh, situations. So there have been some very important protests there, There's some at the moment concern also from the legality of it, from the High uh, Court uh, here in uh, uh, Israel, and people are doing and making as much initiatives as possible to give support to these uh, uh, people. We have to show kindness and hospitality. Uh, similar situations are taking place in Britain. Two of our cities have, uh, it's Bristol and uh, Exeter, the two big cities near where I live, have name themselves as cities of sanctuary and the, and the city is determined to welcome and find homes and offer hospitality to our asylum seekers and refugees and, and to uh, ensure that the city maximises that as much as possible. And so as I say, there are people who are engaged in the outer concerns towards uh, change, social and political, environmental, it's important. Here, it's both. It's both inner and outer. It isn't one before the other, as I mentioned earlier, but it's really recognising 
the integration and the bringing of the two together. <coughs> too many lovely, beautiful people are just getting stressed out with uh, service and devotion to uh, others and need the inner resources. There are too many people who are so much focused on changing themselves, there is somewhat a forgetfulness of this world that we are living in. And our task, agents of change, is inner and outer change. So in, in the previously, <coughs> what we explored, first two weeks, first two days was mindfulness, inner and outer. Uh, the second uh, two, uh, two days, <coughs> we explored uh, stress, stress reduction uh, 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 programs, the various kinds of practices to work with um, mind and body, and looking at some of the causes and conditions which have an impact on us. In the third two-day period uh, last time, we looked at choice, challenges and fresh views. And uh, sometimes we are on the junction, on the crossroads of making a new direction in our life, uh, new decisions um, in our life, a fresh choice, uh, we, uh, we might say. And it might mean, and often does, if we can't make up our mind we are on the horns of a dilemma, as we uh, sometimes say. We actually need the good guidance and the good counsel and the good encouragement uh, of others. And some of the best choices in life is ones which really consider the welfare of others. And some of the best choices in life are those where the unknown is at its best, meaning at its biggest. And some I've been reading, hearing, of course, some emails from uh, friends in uh, different places in terms of uh, agents of change pro, uh, program, who really things have been developing and evolving and reflected on and just making fresh starts new initiatives and it requires a certain trust again a certain stepping into the un, uh, uh, unknown and that might include a whole new way of, of life if that possibility is there for you I have three words go for it <laughs> then in the <laughs> I would say that would though alright so <laughs> and then um <coughs> In the um, exploration of uh, uh, the second week of the first the period we had together, <coughs> it's the building up of trust and uh, friendship. I've already spoken to you about uh, trust. Uh, we'll, we will, in the next day or two, be uh, touching upon as well some of the kind of larger uh, uh, issues with you. When people feel some um, helplessness uh, and despair and a sense of hopelessness and the world is just falling apart and much more beside, it could mirror and uh, reflect as a state of mind a certain isolation in the viewpoint. It's in, in one's aloneness or loneliness would be more precise 
that the more painful and despairing views are much more likely to arise. And we live in a culture of an epidemic of uh, loneliness. And I'm not just referring, as people might think, to a person who lives alone. Loneliness is just as widespread if one's a husband or a wife or children or family uh, uh, members because sometimes there is a sense we don't have a voice to share with others. And the uh, British government, which is one of my least favourite governments that I know, um, has just instituted a month or two ago a minister for loneliness. <laughs> and given the government that we've got, is it any wonder that there is so much loneliness? And our government is a lonely group itself. But anyway, I won't go into all of that. Uh, uh, there. But it just reflects that friendship, we need it. We need friendship. We need to be able to have women and men around us who we can share with, who we can talk with, who we can listen to. We, 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 friendship is very, very powerful uh, there. And the Buddha's, uh, to take it one past figure here, put enormous emphasis on friendship, placing it as one of the highest elements of human activity is the cultivation of friendship. And with friendship, not only does it dispel the uh, loneliness, but also it contributes to the empowerment of the being, because we work with each other. The second to last area, we explored the feeling life, and therefore our emotions, how we feel, and in the diversity of uh, feelings please be grateful for your unpleasant feelings there's no intention with life it's not the purpose of life to have a perpetuation of feeling good this is dream world this is, this is living in fantasy uh, uh, land and I frankly I haven't met anybody either here or outside who is in a perpetual state of feeling pleasant, positive and good. I haven't met anybody. If you know of anybody, please send me their email address and I'll become a devotee. Uh, there. The unpleasant feeling has an incredibly important part to play. The first thing about it is, for agents of change, it is the feeling <coughs> which brings about and initiates change. We look at something around us. We do not feel good about it. We feel it's unsatisfactory. We feel uncomfortable. We feel dissatisfied. We feel it, 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 it's problematic. We feel it. And from that feeling will come, what can I do? The unpleasant feelings the great potential of them is that they can be the spark to make us act. That's why we need them. 
but we don't want them all the time. That's too much. So we need, like left hand and right hand here, we need the pleasant. We need the joys and the happinesses and the fun and the pleasures and the, and the beauty uh, of, of life. And agents of change will concern with our feelings in both directions. <coughs> and then um, finally, uh, there we touched upon the community and networks. And the little difference there is those of you, those of us, who are engaged in change, social change, working with others. One of the biggest challenges about any group, organization, network or whatever is that those who are in it are not always in agreement. It's not like, oh, we share a common vision, we're so happy together, oh no, you're not. So sometimes you're meeting with others Whatever it might be, you might be organizing a precious event here at Endor, the Tohana. Uh, uh, I, I come regularly so I hear the stories with the meetings. And many, many other things as, as well. It isn't easy for the like-minded to come to a creative, insightful, cooperative vision together. Sometimes those we are working with are more problematic than those outside <laughs> who we are trying to change. This is the real world. But it's part of the exploration uh, uh, as, as well. And in spite of our differences and difficulties in our committees and our organizations and our net, uh, network, still nevertheless, out of that, change uh, can come and we can apply that in uh, different ways. And finally, finally, one point, rather an important point, the, the transcendent element is always, in this body of exploration, is always alive and well. And what I have in reference uh, here is that sometimes you and I feel the limits of our conditioning. We feel the limits of our knowledge or of our understanding of our <coughs> thoughts and feelings. We feel the kind of the box of that. The transcendent element uh, of life which is available and uh, accessible that sometimes out of the being, so to, so to speak, <coughs> A fresh insights and understanding outlook or creativity can emerge out of us which has, thank God, no sense of any reference to anything which has been in experience or familiar or known. And sometimes something very deep comes out of the human being which transcends the mundane, which transcends the ordinary uh, mind and sometimes people do these things which are just quite remarkable of where it uh, comes from and of the many examples one that immediately would come to mind just a, a few uh, days uh, ago with that uh, terrorist action 
and hostages were being taken in uh, Paris and the police officer steps forward with huge courage and offers to take the place of one of the women who is a hostage and of course being a policeman he's then murdered and sometimes in in something I think deep and, and, and important can come out of a out of a human being a willingness in this case to take an enormous step and risk he's an officer he, he must have known the risk that he was uh, 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 taking but his concern and his compassion and his empathy for the other and he's, I, when I read the report his mother who probably of all the people on the earth would know the son uh, better she commented she said as soon as she saw on the news a police officer had gone in to where <coughs> terrorists had taken the hostage uh, there, she said she immediately knew it was her son who who do that there, and and th- these, you know, people who, and hopefully you and I never have to take such risks. But these, uh, there are people in the world who something deep it transcends their own self, it transcends their own self interest, and in <coughs> small and modest ways there will be opportunities for you and me. To, um, to, to engage in, uh, in that way. And that's why I say transcendence is important in these teachings. Thank you very much for uh, uh, lending an ear and a uh, very big uh, welcome to those of you who arrived uh, uh, late uh, last, last night. Uh, thank you. So let's have a little break to uh, stretch the legs or so, use the loo, five, five uh, minutes or so and then we'll continue with the next part of the program together. Thank you.